0: I never thought I would say this, but we are at episode 6060 Two middle aged men in Cleveland, Ken Warsnick and Ted Klopp. Good gracious. We've done 60 of these, have we? Really? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. I'm just flying by. Yeah. Well, unbelievable. Had the opportunity to uh, celebrate Father's Day this past weekend and, uh, I got to spend uh, some time with my father on Saturday with the golf outing, and then actually spent time with my kids uh, earlier that week. But uh, how was your father's day? I know with having three young children in the house, it's gotta be pretty interesting at times for that day, for sure. It is interesting. My
1: my middle son's teacher sent a video where he talked a little bit about me and I figured I'd share it. Oh,
2: nice. Hi dad, happy Father's Day
3: gus what's your dad's favorite thing
2: to do play with me and fritz what is your dad really great at playing football hi dad happy father's day gus what's
3: your dad's favorite thing to do
2: play with me and fritz
3: what is your dad really great at
2: playing football
3: why do you think
4: your dad is funny
2: because he Tells so many funny knock-knock jokes. Yep. What's your favorite thing to
4: do with your dad?
2: Playing football and baseball. And why do you love your dad? Because he's the best dad in the world.
0: Bye. <laughs> that is outstanding, man. That is really cool. What a great idea. And that was from his school? That was from, yeah. I, I, I guess the teacher took each
1: kid... And help them, you know, had them stand there. And uh we it was a video, which obviously can't see on here, but you heard the audio. And uh it was that was I when I woke up Sunday morning, I had an email from the teacher and I thought, what is this? And I clicked it, and that was tremendous.
0: That's an outstanding idea. Hats off to that teacher. uh, That is cool. That's something that you could have for the rest of your life, and there's no doubt. That will be played at his wedding.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, particularly what, 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 is he funny? Yeah, he tells great knock knock jokes. So
0: yeah. He got it, man. That's cool. That's really but, neat. And,
1: and the best part is my middle son, that was Gus. Uh, he of the three is the least emotional, the least uh, you know, I, I don't know how else to describe it. And you could <laughs> you couldn't really. You can't see it at home when you're listening, but you could see it, Ken. And you could kind of hear it in his voice. <laughs> he's he's not the most enthralled with the, the whole setup, but he did it. And uh, you know, we thought about the answers. So, but yeah, that was pretty neat. That is awesome. So yeah, so that was my father's day. So, and we we enjoyed a fine meal at BW3s and you know, nice. Yeah, like so very cool. Yeah, so that was my father's day. Uh yours was good as well.
0: Oh, it was outstanding. Yeah. I guess what I did on Father's Day. What do you think you I did? played golf. Done deal. Boom. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Did it you win? Great. I did okay. No, it's, you know, getting better. I played with Awen uh, and she's really getting good. So I need to get better. That's my concern. Nobody, I mean, we're both so competitive. You know, we, before we start the whole round, we both say, we're not going to get angry. We're just going to have fun. Do you yeah. think either of us didn't get angry? Of course yeah. we did. Yes. yes absolutely but it was actually very enjoyable we both played really well the second nine it was great it was a fun time all right hey we had a two tooth weekend at our house
1: ken you know
0: well when you say that are you talking about the kids you're talking about yourself i'm talking
1: about the kids (laughs) just double checking two different kids lose tooth lose teeth this weekend oh man my oldest son and my youngest son my youngest son started it off he kept daddy i have a loose tooth (laughs) And and uh, he was trying to decide if he wanted me to pull it or not. And then on uh, Sunday, we're playing Xbox. We're playing uh, ba- uh, hockey. And all of a sudden, my oldest son pauses the game and says, hold on. I have a loose tooth. And he runs away. And he comes back with a big toothy smile. He says, look, it's gone. Just like that. And I didn't even know they had a loose tooth.
0: It was just great. So, yeah. Have you ever pulled a tooth from your child's mouth? Uh, Just once. I did it as well. And I kind of felt bad. Yeah. It was Oh, long story short. The tooth was brown. It was hanging for like two weeks and I'm like, this looks bad. Let's just get this out. It was my, actually my daughter. And so I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. She's like, okay. So then I pull it out and, Everything was fine, and then there was a little bit of blood. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, kind of a, a little bit of a scary situation when you yeah. do that because you're like, yeah. how's it, How are they going to react? And is this going to be okay? But sometimes you just have to do it. Hey, years ago, guess what? That's what they did. That's exactly tie a what? string around there, close a the door, all that fun stuff. So that's man, right. Hey, that's that's how you did it. There's a lot
1: of screaming at that point, but that's a you know part of the deal. Well, coming up on this show, good news about COVID-19. COVID-19. Hey, we got a vaccine, so we've got some good news. And Klops Clips, the organizers for the Olympics next month have made some interesting moves. We'll explain that. We have another This Week in Cleveland History, and we welcome Cleveland historian John Grabowski to help us with that. Cleveland sports historian uh, Dusty Sloan here for another This Week in Cleveland Sports. Scott Sable is here to play another round of Forecast Roulette. We have all that, Ken, plus some new segments. The Overachievers, You Can Buy This, and We've Got Rhythm. I'm sorry, We've Got No Rhythm.
0: That sounds right.
1: That sounds about right. Hey, Ken, here's some good news. The CDC says the death rate for known COVID-19 cases is now 0.1% or less. Oh, wow. Yeah. The seven-day moving average of reported cases is now down this year by 94% from the peak in January, tumbling from more than a quarter of a million new cases per day to just 14,000. Wow. You haven't seen those numbers. I remember when this first started, and you and I would look at that graph, yeah, And, you know, when it got above 10,000, we were like, uh oh, yeah, you know, now we're now we're taking a long time and now we're back there. The seven day average of covid related hospitalizations that continues to plummet as well down 13 percent just this week over last. And it has decreased every day since April 19th.
0: No, oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's just great news for everybody. Let's be honest. That's just great.
1: Well, we talked about your golf game uh, in the last segment. I think it's fair to say that when it comes to COVID-19, we're on the back nine.
0: I think so, too. Yes, that is correct. And I look forward to what these numbers are going to be as we hit September and October and all that. I think um, from my thought process and from what I'm hearing, it's going to be even less. Ted, here's a new segment on two middle-aged men in Cleveland. It is called, You Can Really Buy This. Hmm, Okay. This week's item can be purchased on a site that rhymes with the word marathon. Maybe you can figure out what that is. I'm not sure. (laughs) So if you need an extra pair of briefs, Hmm. got a bottle of water, and if so, if you have both, then your problem is solved. This item is small enough to fit in the palm of your hand, but it packs a big punch when you find yourself in a tricky situation. Okay. It's called Instant Underpants by Archie McPhee. You just add water and then they rehydrate to wet granny panties. Let them dry and they are fairly soft. One size does not fit all by the way. And this comes in a tin can and can be yours for the price of Nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Mm. Now, the key to gotcha. these items, Ted, is that you have to go over the product reviews. That's very key. Okay. So I do actually. I did a lot of research on this item. A lot of research. I found a couple of very good product reviews. If we have the time. For oh, this. absolutely. Let's make the time. First product review. I mean, you could wear them, but I highly doubt you want to. They're giant, and they aren't made out of a good material. That's the first review for this product. How how many stars did we get for that one? That was one and a half. One and a half, okay. Here's a two star rating. Okay. Such a disappointment. After 30 minutes in water, we still don't have a functional underwear. I'll have to resort to standard underwear. Okay. <laughs> then I do have a positive review. Oh good. This was a three-star review. Yeah. When I oh, purchased good. these, I was not sure they would be useful. However, today I soiled my underpants at work and was so prepared. I went to the bathroom and put these in water. And after five long minutes of standing pantless in the office, and after a few weird glances from my boss, I put them on and my life was changed. So convenient and they definitely have a nice boost for your caboose. 10 out of 10, sexy and functional. Ted, I, I don't know what you're waiting for. Get your wallet out, get that credit card out, get to that site that rhymes with marathon, and get yourself some instant underpants. Wow, I guess, uh, okay, I'm. yeah, that's, uh,
1: well, you verified it, and I guess you can really buy this.
4: Blah 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 blah. Blah blah. blah blah blah. blah blah blah. Blah
0: blah blah. Blah
4: blah blah. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah.
1: Our guest today is the co-founder of a speed dating app called Filter Off. He's an expert in online dating, something Ken and I, at least some would argue, successfully navigated at some point. So, let's talk with Zach Schlein. Zach, thanks for your time and. I guess, tell me about Filter Off.
2: Yeah, well, Ted and Ken, thanks so much for having me. Pleasure being here. Uh, Yeah, so I'm the co-founder of Filter Off. It's a video speed dating app. Um, We're all about fostering community. So as a user, you can join a virtual speed dating event um, and join one of our many events. An event can be a location-based event, like a Cleveland event or a New York City event, or it could be also part of a community. So if your community is hosting an event, you could join that and meet like-minded uh, singles and date uh, in a virtual speed dating fashion.
0: Zach, how did you get involved with something like this? And how did you come up with this idea?
2: Yeah, I was um, really sick and tired of online dating apps. I feel like they're really inefficient. Um, it's a lot about swiping and how good your bio is and your photos but it doesn't just let you and your personality shine and i was really always about i just want people to meet face to face and i preferred always to video chat before meeting someone because oftentimes they may not look like their photos or we don't have chemistry on our first date and i felt video chatting was the most efficient way uh before meeting and um pre-pandemic most people didn't feel comfortable video chatting and during the pandemic that shifted and uh, really allowed for the success of filter off
1: any other big changes in online dating that have occurred as a result of COVID or is that the only the only and biggest one
2: yeah I think I think what it comes down to is a lot of singles now do like what you mentioned. Yeah, they prefer video chatting first. They want to have some sort of feeling of trust and connection before meeting someone. Who wants to spend like $100 on a date that they actually don't like? Um, We all want to be uh, respectful of our time and others. Another another shift in the industry has really just been um, quality over quantity. I think what you've seen now is people are willing to now uh, much more likely to now date long distance if it's the right fit. And people realize they can now work in different cities with uh, a lot of this like remote work. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really there has been a shift from like a swipe culture to a more video one.
0: Zach, just doing some research before we talked and really appreciate your information. I found out that like 40% of Americans use online dating, which to me is just unbelievable. Unheard of, you know, certainly about 10 years ago. What, in your opinion, if I'm going to start online dating, let's say I'm, you know, my age right now, which is 45, if I'm going to start online dating, what measures should I go through and what things should I do before I decide to say, okay, I'm going to go on to filter off and I'm going to do this whole thing. What do you recommend someone do before they start that whole thing?
3: All
2: online dating apps are a tool to help you, uh, get dates essentially, like, yeah, you could go to the bar or meet someone at a grocery store, but this just supplements that. So that's the nice thing about an online dating app. When you're at a grocery store, you don't know if they're single or not um, when you do start speaking. So this kind of just cuts all of that. Um, but when you are online dating, it's a process. You It may take a while to find your quote unquote person. Um, if you join a filter off event, yeah, you may have a number of dates at night, possibility you have three great ones and there's a possibility you don't so don't get discouraged like I said it's a process um it doesn't happen overnight and you just stick with it but again it's a supplement to finding your person
1: sure the age range of people that are interested in this type of online dating video chatting and things like that, because obviously there's eHarmony and Match and those out there, but this is a little uh, different take on it. Are the people that are interested in this type of online dating, you find them to be younger, older? What, What demographic are you seeing the most response from?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. So interestingly with swipe apps, there's a stat out there that almost like half of the daters using swipe apps aren't actually looking to meet someone. They do it for validation. But when you introduce video first technology, which is what we offer, it definitely attracts a more serious data, which oftentimes leads to an older uh, user. Um, Our median age is about 35 years old, which is definitely older than a typical swipe app. Um, These individuals are just sick and tired of swipe apps and browsing and sending endless number of messages. And they just want to meet someone face-to-face. We're all busy, especially uh, professionals. So um, they've really turned to filter off to cut the BS. I'll
0: be honest with you, Zach. When I I did dating apps, and that's actually how I met my fiance, and I know Ted went through some you know, certainly dating apps as well. The part that I always enjoyed, (laughs) once again, if people are being honest, is that you would have a basic idea if this person's a match, number one. You have a basic idea of what they look like. And then obviously, number three, you kind of have a little bit of a chemistry between the two of you before you actually meet. Now, with your filter off app, I've had the opportunity to look at it a little bit. Is there a way to kind of stray people from maybe putting in false information or anything like that? Obviously, the video chat is is certainly a great way because you're going to find out right away. And I wish I had that early on with some of the different apps that I was working with. I'd be on filter off right away because that was my biggest concern of, quote unquote, getting catfished or that type of thing. But obviously is what are you seeing? And you mentioned that certainly people are starting to, you know, take it more serious with the video chat. Are you seeing more serious type of people? Are you seeing people being more honest on your app as opposed to other apps?
2: Yeah. I mean, in the last year alone, we've created four marriages. Um, So I think that's a testament to uh, that actually works. And people are looking for something serious Um, But like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head with a video first experience. um, There's really no catfishing. Um, We have another feature. It's a matchmaking service. So you can kind of date on your own time. You put in your preferences and we set you up on dates and you have about five days to video chat with them or it'll expire. So again, like that experience, you have to video chat. Everything is about videoing first. There's no catfishing. You could see if you have that chemistry. And if someone's not willing to video chat with you, that's a red flag, right? Like that's a major red flag. So, um, yeah. So like you said, when you're out of just like texting and even audio, it really does. Video is very immersive and it really allows you to get to know someone uh, much better than audio and much better than texting.
0: Oh
1: yes. Very interesting. What do you find, um, are the past do people that come to your app, talk about their past experiences in online dating. And if so, are there, uh, some major commonalities? Have they all found the same problems or have they all had the same roadblocks that made them turn to you? Yeah, I think
2: what makes online dating difficult is every person, right. Has potentially a different challenge. And, um, It gets even more advanced based off of like uh, gender, religion, ethnicity. And that's what makes the space fun because it's so, so different and it's so many different audiences. But one thing that I see time and time again, I'll get emails. We had one user, um, he said when he used regular swipe apps, he could never feel like if he had that sort of chemistry with them. And like just texting, like you would think a certain way, but when he met them, it was never that way. And when you use filter off, he went on eight dates. He went to one of our community events, virtual speeding events. He went on eight dates out of those eight, three were matches. And then one became his girlfriend a few weeks later. So I think that experience of just connecting people face-to-face on video just lets you see if you have that vibe, that chemistry. And remember, it just cut out all the swiping, the messaging, the back and forth. And it's a very long process in typical swipe apps to finally just get on video.
0: So once again, Zach, I do my research because I want to try to sound like I'm informed when I talk to the guests. Um, <laughs> I found out that in 2019. That is, wait a minute. Is that, is that why you online
1: dated to find Eowyn? Because you knew at some point we'd talk to a guy like Zach? Ted,
0: of course. 100%, of course. Okay, thank 100%. you. So in 2019, I, I just looked up some stats. 9.8 billion people were subscribing to something based off of Match.com, which is just unbelievable to me. And their revenue was pretty good as well as they had over $2 billion. So obviously those pretty are good that you would probably like to get to. With the video chat and things like this, are you seeing other online communities? I mean, obviously this is something that you kind of came up with on your own. Are you seeing other online communities doing more of the same where it's more of a video and things like that, as opposed to, you know, forcing people to send a text, forcing people to exchange phone numbers and then meet later at one point in time. Do you do you see this being obviously the future of, of online dating?
4: Yeah, so you're seeing
2: a lot of dating apps. They've now introduced video, um, which is obviously a no-brainer. However, they're still stuck in the same uh, paradigm. And what I mean by that is it's still the swipe or browse experience. It's not a video first experience for 99% of the apps out there. I mean, what makes filter off so unique, it's a video first experience. It, uh, brings you to actually connect with them face to face on video. When you're using a typical swipe app, you're not really thinking I'm going to video chat with this person. You're still swiping and then maybe you'll video chat and that's way after the fact. Um, so yeah, I think what makes us really unique is we also focus on community, fostering community. So anyone could go into our app. Um, if you're a community organizer or anything really, and you're just passionate about something, create your own event. You can make it public or private to your community. You could even sell tickets on our platform. And it could you'll just date like-minded singles or your attendees will date like-minded singles. So it's just like an awesome way to bring communities together. And I'll I'll share a story. We had a, she, she, she had, she runs a church and um, she ran an event, made $1,400 off one event. And she's like, this helped me so much during COVID. So I think right there, it it just shows the power and um, of our platform and what, what it's all about.
0: I know a lot of people that use online dating to meet actually not a mate, but a friend. Do you see that happening as well with filter off where people are actually going on there just to try to find, you know, somebody to, you know, certainly spend time with not romantically, but just something in common.
2: Yeah. I think when you join any sort of themed events, so we have events like uh, people that like running or um, any sort of event like that. Yeah. I mean, there is a, a, a great likelihood that you may not hit it off romantically, but you say, Hey, we both are, we have similar interests um maybe we could run together so yeah it's definitely a possibility is a dating app so that is the sole purpose but um oftentimes though um it could lead to a platonic uh amazing relationship
1: all right here's the most important question zach are they still using pickup lines on filter off
2: uh so i think again it's unique to the user i think what makes it so so much more authentic and real is that you don't have to use pickup lines, oh. right? Like it's, it's, it's when you're swiping and messaging, you're trying to stand out from the crowd. So a hey or what's up just doesn't cut it. You have to do share something funny, something to catch their attention. With filter off, we're putting you face to face. So you just need to let your personality shine and take it from there. If you can make them crack a smile, make them laugh. I hear that uh, that works well on dates. So um, I won't say no.
1: All right, Zach, well, uh, where can we find filter off? Where can we get more information? Uh, tell us uh, where the particular well, about the particulars for filter off?
2: Uh, the filter off website is getfilteroff.com. Uh, it's available on Android, iOS, and you can even access it from the web. Um, so you can just do it from the comfort of your home home and not have to hold your phone uh, taking all your video dates. But and it's also if you're an organizer, You create your own virtual speeding event for your own community. And we give a lot of tools to organizers to empower them as well.
1: Awesome. All right, Zach, well, we appreciate the time and uh, best of luck. Thanks a lot, Ted. Thank you, Ken. Time for another new segment, Ken. Time for the overachiever where we highlight something extraordinary It has been done. This week's overachiever, Otto, the skateboarding bulldog. Oh, wow. Yeah. Otto is from Lima, Peru, and he holds the Guinness World Record for, are you ready? The longest human tunnel traveled through by a skateboarding dog. The longest human tunnel traveled through by a skateboarding dog. He went gliding between the legs of 30 people. With, with each person creating the tunnel, standing facing the same direction and with their feet apart to allow the English bulldog to pass underneath without being touched. So he, he is the world record holder on this. now. Good for him, man. His owners were inspired by Tillman, the fastest dog on a skateboard. This is a different dog that apparently is also okay. a world record holder. His owners, Otto's owners, saw videos of Tillman and decided to get a bulldog of their own. One day, Otto was skateboarding toward his owner very fast, so fast, in fact, that she had opened her legs for him to speed through. That's where the idea for this world record and Otto's celebrity status came from.
0: Wow. He's an open. Look at Otto, celebrity. man. That's great.
1: Yeah. Now, what that I want great. to know is, you know, can I call Guinness and say, do you have a world record for um, most paper plates held on one's nose at one time? while stapling papers?
0: that's got. That's a great question. I There's got to be a site you can go on or something like that to find out which records you can break. Yeah. Let's be honest. There, right. there has to be something out there so you could find out. And I'd love to see what all these different records are. I don't even know probably a quarter of I only probably know about a quarter of them. There's probably over, what, 100,000, you think?
3: Oh, something yeah. like that? I,
1: I think oh. you know, we should try to break some records so we can promote ourselves as world record holders.
0: I think it's a great idea. I I won't beat Otto because I can't ride a skateboard. So, but we can try for something else. All right, we'll we'll work on that. But
1: this week's overachiever, Otto, the skateboarding bulldog.
0: (laughs) Cleveland! This is for you! All right, another This Week in Cleveland History little later than some of the other years we've recently have June 23rd, <laughs> 1950. Is that close to when you were born? Oh, or I remember oh. that. Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on that date, Cleveland Indians first baseman, rookie Lucius Luke Easter slugs a baseball into the upper deck, a distance measured, get this 477 feet from home plate. This is considered <laughs> to be the longest home run hit in Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Wow. That is just unbelievable. But we have another gentleman who knows a lot about Cleveland history and wants to give us a little bit perspective on this. We have Dusty Sloan. Dusty, what can you tell us about Luke Easter? And have you heard anything about this home run before hearing about it today?
3: Well, Luke Easter was a very interesting figure in Cleveland Indians baseball history because you look at him and he was a Negro League player prior to coming to Cleveland. Big left-handed batter, first baseman, right fielder, 6'4", 240. So it's oh, not surprising that he would hit a home run 477 feet. But Luke Easter playing, and I'm, and again, a lot of the Negro League stats are very incomplete. And there are people, baseball historians, who are trying to recreate that information. But he played for the Homestead Grays. And I know a lot of people know that team who follow Negro League history but he didn't play for the Indians until he was 33 in, in 1949. Wow. And he didn't play in the major leagues very long. In fact, he fi- finished his career playing six games with the Indians in his age 38 year. But then he played more than a decade after that in Triple A, and finished his career in his age 48 year playing Triple A in 1964. So he just kept playing for so long, not starting <laughs> in the Negro Leagues and finishing in the minor leagues. But he has an unofficial total on baseball reference of 345 career professional homers. And there's probably a lot more that they haven't been able to account for in the Negro Leagues. But the fact that he did that is not surprising. And in that game against the Washington Senators, the Indians won 13 to four. He actually hit two home runs in that game and went two for four and drove in six runs. So he was playing with a lot of big time players back then, like Larry Doby, Al Rosen, Ray Boone. Jim Hegan, Bob Lemon, a lot of famous people that Indians fans would remember.
1: Sure, I wonder how they calculated or what they used to do that estimate way back then. Maybe they just get gave an estimate as to where it landed and
3: went from there. But they might also want and actually used a physical tape measure.
1: Yeah, could be. Now, does 477 feet at Municipal Stadium? How does that compare? Is that actually longer than the distance that uh Carlos Martinez hit his home run if you include the bounce off the head of Jose Canseco? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I don't think probably still shorter than that but Okay. Uh, yeah, that's Okay. Jose Canseco will never live that one down. No, sure I
1: just uh be- I just wanted to check on that just in case because you know that that would count as part of the uh the distance for that because it would. Around.
0: So the old head bounce.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Dusty. Well, thank you very much for your time.
3: Always enjoy it, guys. Cleveland, this is for you.
0: Ted, another new segment. I know we're just rolling through here with all these new segments, but we came up some really good ideas. And this segment is called we've got no Rhythm." so now who's, have the, who's the we who's the we we yeah who's uh, the, unless there's we? a mouse in my pants it's going to be either yourself or i okay. but i don't know if both of us should sing at the same time or whatever So singing, I think but... one person should sing so people can hear it because yeah. god knows we're not going to be able to time each other one because we can in general and two it's hard to do when you're recording yeah. on zoom yeah well we'll just we'll just read we don't need to
1: we'll, we'll have no listeners if we if we sing but
0: so I, I'll, I'll do your introduction. So this is this is Ted Klopp mm-hmm. reading a, a famous song. He's going to yeah. re, read, sing the lyrics, and then those listeners need to come up and tell us what song this is. We're not going to tell you at the end. you got to figure it out on your own. Ted, okay. all right. the floor is yours, sir. Go to Thank it. You. When I was a little bitty boy,
1: my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my... Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. Then mama took me to grammar school, but I stopped off in the best of youth. Every time that bell would ring, watch me playing with my ding-a-ling. Oh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. Once I was climbing the garden wall, I slipped and had a terrible fall. I fell so hard I heard bells ring, but held on to my ding-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling, I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. Once I was swimming across Turtle Creek, man them snappers all around my feet. Sure was hard swimming across that thing, with both those hands holding my ding-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling, I want you to play with my ding-a-ling. This little song, it ain't so sad, the cutest little song you ever had. Those of you who will not sing, you you must be playing with your own ding-a-ling. My ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling, I want you to play my ding-a-ling your own ding-a-ling your own ding-a-ling we saw you playing with your own ding-a-ling my ding-a-ling everybody sing i want to play with my ding-a-ling
0: ted heck of a job i'm be honest with you that was was very well done you sang it the way i thought you would sing
1: it good thing we're based in the, the home of the capital of rock and roll right
0: yeah, that's correct. And a very famous singer sang the song. I don't yeah. know if anyone's gonna figure out well, what the song is. I mean, you only said it what how many? About 15 times. Probably, so yeah. All
3: right. at
0: least. But uh, yeah. yep, that's our new segment. Hopefully, anybody everyone enjoys it. And if you have a song that you like to have Ted or myself sing, please send us an email or contact us through social media. Yeah, and uh,
1: just remember, we've got no rhythm.
0: Another this week in Cleveland history moved to June 20th, 1904. The city of Cleveland adopts building code ordinances 46388-A and 4404-A, the first modern comprehensive building codes in the nation and a model for many other cities across the country. We are joined by John Grabowski, history pr- professor at Case Western Reserve University and serves as the historian and senior vice president for research and publications for the Western Reserve Historical Society. And John, my question for you real quick, and I know Ted can't answer this, but what are the building ordinances 46388-A and 4404-A? What exactly are those? They, they basically deal with the structure of buildings, the placement of buildings,
5: their appropriateness for their location. It gets into details on elevators and everything else. And what we're looking at is, is a process of something people call radical democracy in the early 20th century. Hmm. Part of the progressive period when those things that were done sort of by seat of the pants were basically put in order. Charles Eisenman, a noted architect in Cleveland, architect of the uh, Cleveland Arcade, uh, fostered this very rational system of how you got building permits, what buildings needed to do. Uh, It's fascinating because this is a period when Tom L. Johnson is mayor of Cleveland. Uh, he's, He's all in favor of radical democracy. He's municipalizing services. But a lot of this comes out of the Chamber of Commerce, unbelievably. So in addition to these two building code ordinances, which really are copied by cities all across the country, and they even are watched in cities in Europe. So this is modernity. Uh, You also get a housing office, uh, basically housing regulations. So you can imagine just building houses and buildings willy-nilly without any government oversight, so to speak, that changes. Uh, That's what happens here. And, wow. and the Chamber of Commerce also advocates something I think you might find fascinating off. It, it creates a bathhouse committee <laughs> because many of the city's neighborhoods are absent indoor toilets, they're indoor and plumbing, and they're industrial neighborhoods. So they basically create a system of bathhouses that people can go to. Huh. If you want to see one of them now, there's one in Tremont, uh, huh. which has been converted <laughs> into uh, essentially a series of Woodsy condominiums. So. Wow, a place where generations of mill workers scrub the crud off their body is is now a, a sort of a high end condominium. But this <laughs> all comes of organized government. Government trying to do the right thing to make the city orderly, uh, to make the city work, and and it goes down to water supply, everything else. Yeah, it's it's an amazing change.
1: How how much of the purpose of these building codes is safety as opposed to organization? A lot
5: of it is safety, uh, but there's also an eye to settings of buildings, what they're going to look like, whether they're appropriate at that time. And you have to remember, at the same time, Cleveland is creating its mall plan in downtown, which, which is you know a great Beaux-Arts uh, set of structures around an open mall. They tear down a huge section of Cleveland to do this. And when Cleveland completes that mall plan, it, it becomes renowned for it. Hmm. And in those things that happen, there's a, there's a new book out on Arts architecture, Cleveland. it's just a stunning book about the notice that Cleveland got for what it was doing with the mall, with these ordinances and everything else.
0: Wow. Well, John, that is once again, great information. We really appreciate the time and the information, obviously, on the build code, code audiences 46388-A and 4404. Once again, thank you so much for your time, John. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. That's another This Week in Cleveland History.
2: Oh, no, not a dad joke.
0: What's an astronaut's favorite part of the computer? Hmm, I don't know. What is it? The space bar.
3: That joke was horrible.
5: Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable.
0: Another round of Forecast Roulette. That means we have everyone's favorite weatherman, Scott Sable, joining us. And Scott, I have to ask you this question before we spin the wheel. Mm. i've seen recently that you're growing a garden is this something you're growing at the station or is it th- this at home
4: yes to both of those i've always grown a garden at home for the last and how many years 17 18, 18 years now uh but the station has a garden and they've we we partnered up with aj petiti over at petiti's this is like the seventh year on the side of the station there we have some there's some you know pretty good area side lawn and there's a garden there that's probably 20 feet by 20 feet on the side of the station. So, yeah, so we've been doing that for seven years and I've had my own here at home for a long time.
0: Very cool. What is the, I guess, what is the number one thing or your favorite thing to grow? Let's go with your garden at home.
4: My favorite thing is twofold. It's uh, cucumbers and tomatoes. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So I got those, I got some, some broccoli. So quick story about growing stuff. So one year, um, um, there was somebody at the station who has a farm out in Geauga County. Real quick story, and he was talking about how he has areas that he'll grow weird stuff, like he'll grow cotton and peanuts and tobacco. And I'm thinking, but well, you can grow some of this stuff up here. Why? He goes, No, it is just little little things. It's almost like having flowers. You know, I have like a little little patchy area. I go, Do you can, can you can you give me like a little Dixie cup with a little starter tobacco plant just for the heck of it? He goes, Absolutely. So he, so he had this Dixie cup and this tobacco plant was, couldn't have been more than maybe two or three inches tall. He, I said, so how do I do this? He goes, just put it in the ground, let it go. So I put this thing in the ground and honest to God, by the end of the year, this thing is seven tall. <laughs> Swear to God, it has these big leaves on it. And it looked like something like, if you ever drive through Kentucky and down to the Southeast, these tobacco plants, I lived down there. So I remember doing stories with tobacco farmers and there's this huge tobacco plant in my backyard. And I don't know, do, do I do I roll a cigar with this? What do I do with it? And so I just kind of let it go. And there's purple flowers on it. It looks really cool. Now, all my neighbors, of course, don't think that's tobacco. They think that's something else, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're like, what are you growing back there? And uh, I'm oh. sure that's tobacco. Um, but that was a, kind of a one off deal. Um but anyway, it worked and then it then the frost hit it in the fall and I just cut it down and then just kind of got rid of it. But anyway, that's that's something kind of exotic I grew one year about 20 years ago.
0: Mm, okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's great stuff. All right, I guess we're ready to spin the wheel. Ted, I think it's your turn to spin right. the wheel. All right. Okay, hold on. Okay, here
4: we go. Oh, don't hurt yourself, Ted. Oh, you all right, I
0: think I pulled a muscle I didn't know I had. Ooh. All right. It looks like we're kind of slowing down here. Once again, it looks like a bunch of cities again from the US as we're stopping here. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, boy. Holy cow. Can we even talk about that? Isn't it true? Whatever happens, Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas. So can we even talk about Las Vegas? I don't know.
1: Can can we talk about the even talk about the weather in Vegas or is that not? Is that taboo?
4: I think we're allowed to, absolutely. Kind of a neat that kind of a neat area out there, especially if you uh, drive outside of Vegas, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you've been out there, Scott. I have, but it's been a long time. Maybe two, three years ago. My um uh we we drove out there, saw the Hoover Dam family trip, and then went down into Arizona. It's one of my favorite areas, uh the uh uh the southwest.
1: Yeah. It's how how about you? Have you been there? I've not been there, but my knowledge is that it's the city is.
0: You get outside the city and it's nothing. It's yeah, nothing pretty there. much it. Yeah, I've taken it in probably too many times, but it, up to four times I've been there. So <laughs> we can't talk about a lot of things that occurred there, but uh, yeah. certainly a very interesting place. But
1: wait a I minute, wait this. a minute, hold on, hold on. Yep, didn't something significant happen uh, three or four years ago in Vegas for you? Maybe yeah, on a sky wheel.
0: I did get engaged there. Yeah. Engaged, okay. So at the big okay. wheel, so that
1: okay. was that That's was very. That's one fun. thing we could talk about, I guess. I didn't mean. But that.
0: I'll tell you, it's blazing hot there over the summer. It is hot. There's no doubt. Yeah, okay. Speaking of hot,
4: Scott. oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I zoned out there for a minute. Um, so so. <laughs> talking about getting old, I mean, I just you know, normally I'm real laser focused, but I just kind of. Not that you wow. guys aren't working enough to be focused. I just, wow. something else happened and I just kind of moved on. Anyway. We're older. Uh, that's
0: right. why, Scott, we're older. It's okay. Yeah,
4: yeah. right. Then the, filter, then the filter goes like Joe Tate's filter and all that. Um, yep. So the, so, so today, as we're talking right now, the temperature in Vegas is 96. Oh, okay. But it's um, a dry heat. But it's a dry heat. Humidity is like 12%. And then uh, over the next couple of days, there's a front that's coming through. They're going to drop actually into the mid-70s. Oh, mid seventies with lows in the fifties while we here in Northern Ohio get into the high eighties. So they're going to cool back down now by in about a week's time, they'll be back up into the mid nineties again, but, uh, they have a little cool down, which is kind of unusual for Vegas. You know, a lot of times they get back up above 105, 110. but a little cool down. There's no rain in the forecast, by the way, for a for quite a long time.
0: Hmm. So well, Scott, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And, uh, continued success on your garden, sir.
4: Thank you very much guys. Have a good day.
5: Forecast Roulette with the official, 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 the official meteorologist of two middle-aged men in Cleveland, Fox 8's Scott Sable. The most trusted name in journalism, Klopp's clips.
1: Ken, time for more news you should know, but probably don't. We begin with an endangered flower that went into a rare bloom at a botanical garden in Warsaw, Poland on Sunday. The Sumatran Titan arum is also known as the corpse flower. It's known as the corpse flower because it emits a dead body odor to attract pollinating insects that feed on flesh. Oh, this is wonderful people stood in line for hours just to snatch a sniff. The blossom was already withering by Monday.
0: Oh my yeah I, so, I, I, my relatives in Warsaw Poland I'm not sure what uh, what's going on there.
1: They're not waiting
0: in line to smell a dead body odor of a flower. I'm, so I'm you don't on
1: you don't think there would ever be a weekend when Eowyn would turn to you and say hey, The corpse flower
0: is blooming. We need to go smell it now. I would be about as shocked as if we won the lottery. That happened.
1: Well, a thrift store shopper bought an interesting painting in Ontario, Canada for about four bucks. And then took it home and examined it a bit more. That's when the signature of the artist was discovered on the back. The artist is David Bowie. Oh, my. His paintings are very rare, and this $4 purchase, now going up for auction and expected to be worth tens of thousands of dollars, according Uh, to the auction house Cowley Abbott.
0: That's so cool. David Bowie, what an artist. Very impressive gentleman. By the way, his son went to school at the College of Worcester. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Isn't that crazy? How about that? All kinds of things
1: you learn here on Pops Cliffs.
0: Everything. We're we'll full of it.
1: A model and a competitive eater took to her YouTube channel to try and best her personal record for devouring a chain restaurant's one kilo burrito. Oh. That's about two and a half pounds, Ken. <laughs> Neela Zizzer of New Zealand made her personal best, whooping down the burrito in 81 seconds. Oh my. 81 seconds for a two and a half pound burrito. Wow. The Miss Earth 2013 winner has eaten other food in fast fashion or YouTube channel documents, things like wolfing down 10 Burger King Whoppers oh. in 17 minutes, devouring a chicken and waffles tower in five minutes, and polishing off a 2.2 pound jar of Nutella, in under four
0: minutes. Oh my gosh. Maybe she's preparing herself for an opportunity to be a part of competitive eating. I know 4th of July is right around the corner and I know everyone's excited when they have the hot dog eating contest. Maybe she's gonna enter that, who knows? Could Could be. The Olympics in Tokyo next month just released their latest
1: rule book for competitors. There'll be no socializing, no handshakes, no hugs. For athletes at the COVID postponed games that are going to take place. These are the strict social distancing requirements detailed in the 33-page handbook, but they seem at odds with another plan organizers have. Organizers are going to be handing out 150,000 condoms to the athletes as well. Now, they're asking the athletes not to use the condoms while at the Olympics, but instead to... Take them home to raise awareness for HIV and AIDS. Now, I'm giving out condoms to Olympic athletes, not anything new. It has been going on for more than 30 years.
0: But I, I don't, I'm, I'm not. I'm really confused on what this is. Why, why would they need to take them home if they want them to do that? Just ship it to their house. Yeah. I mean, why do you make them carry it in their bag? Yeah. That's really odd. Yeah. So don't use even though
1: we're giving them to you here, don't use them. Maintain your social distance. Bring them home. <laughs> well, that's a confounding condom problem. It is. We have to close out this week's collection of Pops clips. Ken, we're wrapping up episode 60. Of two middle-aged men in Cleveland. That was a lot of stuff this week. That was a lot, a of, lot stuff. of segments. That was great. Now, if you had the information that Zach Schlein gave out about online dating, do you think your um, the amount of time it took you to find Eowyn or the amount of money perhaps that you spent on
0: dates before you found Eowyn would have been reduced maybe? Oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> you know, the funny part about that, I would not have the stories that I have. Well, the there you wouldn't. A- And you that was all about your entertainment, you know. That. Oh my gosh. That was about your entertainment. So, I mean, these, these first eight experiences I had, but Zach's got a really great idea. And he I does. really think, you know, there's other platforms that have something like this, but from the start to have, you know, the opportunity to talk to somebody by video chat before you move into anything else is a really good idea. And I, I wish the the best success to Zach and, and his, his great app. And speaking of uh, dating
1: ideas uh, that goes hand in hand, uh, that's maybe a little clue for our uh, we've got no rhythm. Uh, yeah, smoke.
0: absolutely. That's, that's the song that you want to play. Yeah. When you first meet somebody that's you just want to set the tone right away. Yeah. Now, um, if you would like to leave us the answer, we're on Twitter,
1: we're on uh, Facebook, we're on Instagram at at 2-M-A-M-I-C-L-E, 2-M-A-M-I-C-L-E, the number 2, M-A-M-I-C-L-E. Let us know what that song is and maybe who sang it. Don't we have an email account now? Oh, we do. We have 2-M-A-M-I-C-L-E at gmail.com. Outstanding. Yeah, we're getting big here. The IT guys went and got us a
0: free email address.
1: How about that? (laughs)
0: <clears> That's <throat> well, because we pay them so much. Yeah, That's why. right.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, our staff here at the uh, two middle-aged men in Cleveland World Headquarters just continuing to expand. So, yeah.
0: It is. And they're tired. We're working them pretty hard. I mean, we're looking at about 45, 50 hours a week, no yep. doubt. Yep, without breaks.
1: <clears throat> yep.
0: We also want to thank
1: John Grabowski for his knowledge of the city of Cleveland, Dusty Sloan, our Cleveland sports Historian, and of course, Scott Sable from Fox 8 for playing another forecast roulette. Outstanding stuff. Now, next week on our show, we have a family parenting life coach. Dr. Noreen Russell is going to join us. She's going to talk about some challenges that parents face with kids with ADHD and things like that. And what you can do, or maybe how you can approach those things in some ways that maybe you haven't thought of. I guess that's the best way to think about it. I right, think it's Jeff?
0: very well said. I, I look forward to talking to her just because you and I both have had experiences with dealing with children like that. and I think it's great information for maybe someone that doesn't have a child like that to understand some of the things you're gonna see. Obviously, you know schools deal with this all the time, but as parents, when you're you know kids, start to meet friends and they have those kids over to get an idea of what to expect and all that. I I look forward to that conversation. It should be great.
1: Absolutely. And uh next week we'll have uh who knows what all else, uh, but another <laughs> cast of things that <clears throat> may go together, may not. I don't know. We'll probably have some other new segments too. Yes, maybe. No. We'll just keep them we'll just keep rotating things. Well, I think we will have Steve Muehlhausen so we can talk about a great yes. moment in wrestling history. That'll be great. Yep. So exactly. until next week, weekend, uh, have a great week and best of luck on the golf course.
0: Ted, thank you. As always, I need all the luck I can get. And once again, we're just two middle-aged men in Cleveland. Two middle-aged
5: men in Cleveland
0: is sponsored by anchor.fm. Everything you
5: need to make a podcast in one place and by Westminster A.V. Custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.
1: Oh, my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I want you to play with my ding-a-ling.